Welcome to the Leave Insert Guidance Podcast. My name is Donico Mahoney. I'm a secondary school guidance counsellor, and I also run the Leave Insert Guidance Instagram page. On today's show, I'm joined by Emma Koss. Emma completed her PLC in nursing studies in Portlaoise Institute before moving to Canterbury Christchurch in England to begin her degree in adult nursing. Emma talks about her PLC and how it benefited her in her degree, how she applied for the UK through UCAS, and how she decided on Canterbury. But first, Tyga Donovan joins me to talk about healthy habits for school, and Tyga also takes on the 54321 challenge. Tyga Donovan is back with me this week. How are you, Tyga? I'm good. I've been practicing. I'm going <laughs> to nail the 54321 this week. I can feel it in my bones. If you're not following Tyga, he's on Instagram and TikTok at, at Teach with Tyga, isn't that right? Yeah, and at some stage I might actually start making more educational content there as well. <laughs> so if you want help with science, that's where you can find me. Okay, this week we're talking about healthy habits when we're in school. Uh, and, and like this, Tyke, I often think, you know, if you want to be an elite student, it's something similar to being an elite athlete. You have to eat well, you have to hydrate well, you have to sleep well. All of these things, if you want to perform at your best, whether you're an athlete or whether you're a student, you have to consider these things massively i've always noticed by myself and i don't want to make it about myself but i suppose you only know how well you perform you don't know you can't really compare other people's experiences and i always noticed that particularly around exam times you know my my habits tended to kind of stray a little piece particularly around food and and i would always end up gaining weight and actually i lost a lot of focus around my studies because i wasn't focusing on exercising and looking after those you know the healthy snacks um, and it does massively make a difference in your performance, yeah. especially because it will help like your your sleep can end up deteriorating off the, off the radar completely with it. So, you know, those habits are so important to keep. Yeah, and I'm a massive proponent of sleep. I can't stress it enough. I don't think teenagers in Ireland get enough sleep. If anybody wants to find out more about sleep, YouTube Matt Walker, he's a sleep specialist. He did a Joe Rogan podcast and all, and he's brilliant. And he does studies with students, students who pull an all-nighter, students who get a good night to sleep, and the difference in the results that they score. You know, sleep is massive, and often it can be inhibited a little bit, I think, by the amount of caffeine that students take in. Now, you know, a couple of cups of coffee a day is fine. But do you see a tie with, with uh, you know, energy drinks, lots of coffee with, with students? Oh, you look like you're guilty as well. I am the most guilty human being for this because I absolutely adore energy drinks. My, I'll have them quicker than I'll have a coffee, if I'm honest. Um, particularly like I kind of when I'm really in my routine, in my healthy routine anyway, I'll get up for, for, for school at half five in the morning, have my breakfast and I'm in the gym for six. But there is the occasional energy drink will follow me into the gym, you know. Um, I'll be bicep curling in one hand and I'll be sipping my <laughs> monster on the other. But yeah. it is one of those ones. It does worry me when I see kids at two or three o'clock in the afternoon kind of coming into those last lessons of the day. And they've got this massive can of energy drink and you're kind of going, do you really need that? And they're like, oh, well, like it was it was in the shop. It was easy to get. And I'm kind of going, yeah, but, you know, kind of you want to cut out your caffeine towards three or four. You're yeah. a young person. You shouldn't need it at that hour. Water will probably be more beneficial to you because you're probably just dehydrated. 
Yeah, well, exactly like that. And even from me as, as a point of view is, is that often when I start losing focus and I just get a drink of water, all of a sudden I can see that focus mm. coming back in. And again, there's studies, if you're hydrated, you can be 35% more focused than you normally are. So absolutely hydration, nutrition. I'm a devil for nutrition because I love the little bars of chocolate for energy in the afternoon to keep me going through the last couple of classes. And I suppose teachers are no different to students. You know, the energy lacks a bit, particularly in a Friday afternoon. And you need that little pick me up, but you just have to be careful with it. That's it. Like you, you'd be so surprised how quickly you can fall back into bad habits. You know, sometimes it just takes three, four weeks of consistency and it's much more maintainable that you go. Yeah, actually, you know what I can, you know, even if you're bringing a bottle or two of water to school every day and you're going, OK, this I have to have drank by by 12 or one o'clock. And then in the afternoon, this is the bottle I need to drink in this stage. You'd be so so surprised how quickly your behavior and your focus changes around that. Yeah, and I see brilliant canisters you can get for water and, and, and there's little markings on it and it says by 11 o'clock you should be here, 1 o'clock you should be here. So even something like that. Mr. Price, not sponsored, but I think you can get them there as well. Uh, <laughs> sure, there's probably teachers cursing me out now because they're going, great, they're all going to be queuing for the for the bathrooms at 12 o'clock. Yeah, 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 well, that's be it. pointing out a bottle going, I drank this much already, miss, I need to go. Yeah, and I suppose then when you're in 60 or because you're getting towards 18 or maybe you've turned 18, your social life does actually get a bit better and it's probably the bad time... Uh, of your life or your social life to really kick off isn't it yeah it's that it's that balancing act isn't it, of like how often can i go out with my friends and, and go on the session and how much study do i need to do at the weekend and yeah. you know saturday night does tend to be the favorite night to go out yeah. sunday is the day that everyone says they're going to get up at 9 a.m <laughs> and study someone doesn't marry up there for me you yeah, know so yeah. it's just about making sure that you, you've got to find the right boundary around it you know whether that's going, you know, you have a big night out coming up because your best friends having their 18th or, you know, you might be having your one going, OK, how much work do I need to put in advance? And also how I'm going to make sure that the next day isn't a complete write off. So many people will go, ah, I'm not going to do anything Sunday now because I'm going out Saturday, trying to resolve the issue kind of in the Saturday night yourself and having ironically more water at the end to try and, you know, bring some life back into you for the next day. Yeah, and just be careful with how you're drinking. You know, make sure you've had a good meal before you start drinking. Uh, you know, make sure you have a look at the percentage of, of alcohol in it. You know, some of them are 30, 40%, which is crazy, particularly for people who've kind of only started drinking or a bit mm. on the more the, the smaller side. You just have to be careful. And you can do it a bit more clever uh, where your whole weekend isn't affected then. Uh, so a few healthy habits, eating, sleeping, drinking and partying. Uh, just to be careful uh, from 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 done again. <laughs> it sounded almost sounded like we were recommending party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let, let loose. <laughs> Ty, are you ready for the five, four, three, two, one challenge? All right. Let's let's get it. I'm gonna to have to do better than last yeah, week. Yeah, so Tyg was just under 53 seconds. He was 52.97 last week. So he has to get better. And again, if you have a 54321 challenge, you can send in a DM to leave us our guidance for Tyg and test his 54321 knowledge. Don't ask him about Cork celebs because he doesn't seem to know anything about Cork celebs. Okay. <laughs> I don't know anyone from Cork anymore. <laughs> okay, Tyg, this should be good fun for you. Are you ready to go? Let's do it. Five societies in college. Uh society, so you've got uh, out in UL, I'm going to go based off Limerick. So out in UL, uh, you have got debate, you've got law, you've got, um, oh God, what else is there? Uh, fashion <laughs> stock, and you've got uh, uh, poker. Okay, four colleges in Dublin. Four colleges in Dublin. DIT, DCU, is there more? I don't know. UCD, Trinity, Trinity. College. Oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah, <laughs> Trinners are winners, aren't they? Okay, three leaving cert subjects with two papers. 
Uh, English, maths, and French. No, go again, quick. There's only three. English, maths, and Irish. Yes. Uh, Two education podcasts. Uh, the Leaving Start Guidance yes. podcast, and there's an Irish teacher. My school has one as well about Irish. I can't remember what the name of it is, but that one. And one science hero of yours, uh, Einstein. Tig. It's worse, isn't it? Is it, it worse? It's worse. Oh no! <laughs> Tig, the club societies. I thought you'd you'd nail those. No problem. You see, well, you said societies. I'm more of a club man. You know? oh, okay, bo- okay. Boxing and rugby. That's right. where I existed. So 54.87, Tyke. No Ty, way. Your first week, you were 34 seconds. You've drifted out a good bit. You know, I probably had too much caffeine today. I reckon that's what it was. Tyke, let <laughs> I had more water. <laughs> you know, studies show you focus more when you've got your water. And your sleep. Are you getting oh. your eight hours, Tyke? Oh my God, I'm lucky if I'm getting five. Oh, Tiger, well, now you know, you know how to do better for next year. <laughs> okay, Tiger Donovan, thank you so much. Uh, and I'll see you next week, Tiger. Talk to you then. Bye-bye. Okay, so Emma Cuss is joining me. And now Emma is an undergrad in Christchurch uh, doing nursing. Uh, so Emma, after your leave insert, you decided you were going to do a PLC in nursing studies with midwifery. Was nursing something that you always wanted to do? Um, yeah, so I always had a keen interest in doing nursing um, from the time I was in primary school. And when I went into secondary school, it was always something that I had an interest in. So I based my Leaving Cert subjects around that. I picked biology. Um, but obviously, the, there's massive competition in Ireland to get into nursing. So I explored the route of doing a PLC. So how do you feel that the PLC prepared you for you to go into further education? In, I in think the PLC was uh, really beneficial. Mm, one of the main reasons is because in our course at Canterbury Christ Church, um, in first year you don't do an anatomy and physiology module. So I often wonder how students who didn't do a PLC or access course before found the jump from secondary school level to undergrad nursing while having a background of anatomy and physiology um, as they only would have studied biology at Leaving Cert level but there's a huge difference between um, Leaving Cert biology and the anatomy and physiology that you're expected to know at undergrad level for nursing so I do think that was one of the massive things that really benefited me. Because that's one of the main modules in the yeah. nursing PLC isn't it? Yeah and yeah. I'm really surprised that it isn't um one of the modules that we have to do in our course because I know a lot of the uh, undergrad courses in England does require distinction in anatomy and physiology from a PLC. Uh, And did many of your PLC classmates go on to further study? Because I know with PLCs, some students decide, uh, you know, I'm going to go into the world of work or some decide I'm going to uh, go on to university. How, How was it with your class? Um, so another girl in my class actually went to Coventry, but she went on to study occupational therapy. Okay. Um, there was only one girl in my class who was successful in gaining a place in college in Ireland to study general nursing. Um, I know another girl went um, on to do social work and everyone else in my class just went on to work using the PLC. Yeah, so it's so beneficial then, obviously. Yeah, definitely, because there's so many routes available after doing the PLC. And the UK appears to be a little bit easier. Like you said, only one from your class kind of got in uh, to a university in Ireland, where a number of you went went to the UK. Um, And I know another girl in my class who is 
in the UK with me currently, she got distinctions in all of her modules in the PLC and was still not successful in gaining a place in Ireland to study nursing. So that just goes to show the level of competition. And I think I remember reading one year that um, there was only 41 places for PLC students in general nursing in Ireland, but there does be over a thousand applicants every year. Wow. That's unreal. Now, you did mention entry requirements there and modules. So could you explain to students, say, Leaving Cert students who are looking to do a PLC, what does that mean? Like how many modules are you doing? What does distinction mean? What kind of tends to get you into a university? Um, so I know when I was applying to go to university in England, they required, um, most universities required a distinction in anatomy and physiology. Um, that was like the main one but the university that I actually go to uh, Canterbury Christchurch they didn't require um, a distinction in anatomy and physiology which I do think is beneficial to keep in mind because it is a really tough module and yeah. it is hard to secure the, um, the distinction yeah, in that yeah. module yeah well it's great for students to know that that you yeah. know if I'm going to do that PLC right I have to pinpoint Anatomy and physiology is one of the modules where I need to get a distinction if I want to go on and study uh, further on then. Um, So why did you pick UK as the option? Obviously, we said Ireland is very distinctive, but I suppose there are options in other countries as well. You know, Poland and Italy and places like that do have nursing. Why did you want to go to the UK? Um, Well, the UK isn't too far from home. Um, I actually remember speaking to you before about the possibility of studying Liverpool and I remember you saying that Liverpool is actually the closest city to Dublin. It is, yeah. yeah, yeah so, so as the crow flies, <laughs> it's the closest city to Dublin, yeah. Um, so I do think it's so easy to get home, like especially at Ryanair flights are so cheap as well, whereas if you were to go further, it's that little bit more difficult. Um Another thing that kind of stuck out to me with England as well is I drive. So I'm able to bring my car over and back quite easily as well. Yeah, that's dead handy. And then, so like there are a lot of universities in the UK that offer nursing. Why why was Canterbury Christchurch? Why was that top of your list? Um, So originally when I was researching universities, as I said, the reason why I decided to put down uh, Canterbury Christchurch was because they didn't require the distinction in anatomy and physiology. And that was always the module I struggled with the most. So I thought it would be a good idea to put down that university as kind of a backup option. So it was actually originally my backup option. Um, I was then offered... Um, a place in the University of Stirling, um, Canterbury Christchurch University and Southampton. So I researched these three universities and um, I spoke to students who went to um, the University of Stirling and Southampton as well to compare their experience. And I decided to go with uh, Canterbury Christchurch in the end, mainly because um, of the interview process um, I remember my interview for this university the um, two women that I had to interview with they were both so lovely and it made me feel really at ease and I remember there was a lot of communication from Canterbury Christchurch as well prior to starting the course which made me feel like there was a sense of organisation whereas in comparison to some of the other universities you didn't get any of this and I remember um, one of the interviews for the other universities it was just very unorganized and that kind of made me think about what the actual course itself could be like in regards to organization and I suppose Southampton University is starting they're so far apart (laughs) yeah it's it's actually it's crazy um 
the reason I originally put down the University of Stirling was because at the time um, Scotland the fees were only 3000 yeah. but the year that I was applying that actually changed mm. and that's why I started looking more into universities in England then. Yeah. And where is Canterbury Christchurch then for, for people who are listening? Um, it's in Kent so it's about an hour uh, south of London um, so you can fly into Gatwick Airport it's about an hour from Gatwick so it's very accessible Brilliant and you've met a few Irish people over there and you were saying you met one girl from your own course in Port um, Yes, yeah, so I met a girl Amy from my um, PLC and I currently live with her over there um, there's another girl on my course from Kildare as well um, so there is there's Irish everywhere you yeah. go <laughs> <laughs> and particularly for nursing I think there's a lot of Irish people over yeah, the UK yeah I think a lot of people do go to um, the UK to study nursing it's quite normalised now I'd yeah. say my sister even went to the UK to study nursing so there you go uh, how did you find the UCAS application it's very different to the CEO it is very different but I like to do UCAS application because it's a lot more personal mm. um, you have to write a personal statement which includes things about yourself and like past experiences that will benefit you in your studies of nursing and um, whereas none of this is part of the CEO application um, I do think it's a lot better process because it's based more on the person and I think it's very important in nursing as well because I do believe that you have to be a type of, yeah. a certain type of person and have certain type of skills to become a good nurse as well whereas in Ireland the CEO is based completely on points and your grades from the leaving cert yeah yeah no that's that's you're absolutely right there uh, with the UCAS application um how did you find the cost of living in the UK compared to Ireland and right now we have a massive shortage of accommodation for students was that a struggle for you in the UK um, no, finding accommodation in England was very easy. Um, I'm not sure about other universities, but with my university, they guarantee a place on campus accommodation for all incoming first years. Um, and anyone who applies through clearing as well is also yeah. guaranteed a place. So um, regardless of how late you're applying like if you end up like just getting your place through clearing you're still guaranteed a place on on campus accommodation and I know you didn't apply through clearing but could you explain what that is for people listening um so clearing opens I think in August sometime um and it's for if you didn't receive any of your offers on your UCAS application then you can apply through clearing and um, you can find out if universities have any spots available left on the course that you are looking for and you can get in contact with universities directly and um, see what places they have left. Yeah, and that's what I love about the, the UK system is that you can literally ring up and say, have you any places left? This is my leaving cert results. Uh, where in Ireland, look, if you don't get the points, you're not in. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's no ringing up and asking, do you have a place for me? And another thing that I really loved about Canterbury Christchurch as well was any time that I picked up the phone and rang, someone always answered, whereas I find yeah. that would never happen yeah. with ringing universities in Ireland. Um, you always got a reply to emails. They were just very informative. And it felt like they wanted you on their course, yeah. whereas in Ireland, it feels like you're competing for that yeah, spot. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's good to get that feeling. And there is a bursary in the UK for, for people studying nursing. But, and I think you found this out the hard way, is that bursary open to Irish students as well? Um, 
If you have been resident in the UK for three years prior to the start of your course, then you are entitled to the bursary. But unfortunately for me, who was living in Ireland before starting my course, I'm not entitled to the bursary. Um, however, Irish students are entitled to to student finance for their tuition fees, which covers your entire tuition fees for the entire three years. Um, but we are not entitled to the student finance maintenance yeah. loan. Yeah, because I think if you were entitled to maintenance in Ireland, you can bring it with you to the UK. Yeah, you yeah. can. So if you're um, entitled for Susie in Ireland, yeah. you can carry it with you. Yeah. yeah. And student finance is really important for students who are thinking about going to the UK because it is quite expensive. You're talking £9,250 a year, yeah. which is about €10,000 maybe. Uh, so that added up over three years is quite expensive. But you have a long term to pay it back, don't you? Yeah, and... Um, I researched it a lot before going to the UK last year, obviously, as it's quite expensive to study in the UK. Yeah. But you pay it back in such small amounts. You don't start repaying it until um, you're earning over a certain amount in a yeah. job as well. And after, I think, 30 years, if you don't have it paid off, it's wiped as well. Yeah. And I'll, from speaking to a lot of other people, a lot of people seem to think that no one ever actually ends up repaying the full amount either. Yeah, that's brilliant. It's it's great to know. Um, So you did very well because you were competing for nursing degrees in the UK when there was a huge amount of applicants, talking over 50,000 applicants. Do you think having the PLC behind you was beneficial in your application? Because you'd mentioned earlier about a personal statement and how that can relate to the course you're going. Obviously, you had work experience with the PLC. You had modules specific to nursing. That must have been really beneficial in your application then. Yeah, it definitely is. And during the interview um, process as well, for a lot of the interviews for the universities, a lot of them are scenario-based questions and a lot of them are based around what you can bring to the course from past experiences related to nursing. So I definitely found the PLC really beneficial in this aspect. And from completing um, placements this year as well, I found the bit of experience that I had during my PLC really stood to me, especially with um, like simple skills of nursing, such as like personal care. Yeah. So I'd say kind of when you're chatting, I don't put words in your mouth, but you're, you it probably seems like that you were more prepared for this degree having done the PLC rather than going straight from leaving cert into the degree. Yeah, definitely. And I think as well, the PLC is such a good stepping stone between secondary school and university because the level of um, academic writing that is expected at university level is so different to work that you do in school as well. And the PLC really um, benefits you in this way as it prepares you. Yeah. And what's your day to day like then in your undergrad degree? Like how is it broken down from uh, modules and like in class learning and work experience as well? Um, so this year we had uh, three blocks of work experience. So we had um, 12 weeks of work experience in oh no 16 weeks of work experience in total so four months of uh, placement throughout the year which is quite a lot in yeah, first year yeah. but I really enjoyed it because personally I way prefer uh, the practical side to my course Um, I find the hospitals in England as well are really really good teaching hospitals um, as there's so many universities over there and so many adult nursing courses I think they're also used to having students all the time Um, I did I think about six modules in first year which was quite a nice amount because 
it wasn't overwhelming. Yeah. Um, however, you do have assignments due while you're on placement as well. So that's just something to okay, keep in yeah, mind. Plenty of work, so, yeah. <laughs> and you just mentioned adult nursing there. What does that mean? Because I, for me, it's just a different title than what we call it over here. Um, yeah, sorry. I'm so used to calling it <laughs> adult nursing now. But so basically in England, it's called adult nursing instead of general nursing. Um, and I'd say one of the major differences is I think in Ireland, when you're studying a general nursing course, you get to experience placements in uh, paediatric wards and um, say maternity wards and you get to practice like um, a midwifery placement as well. However, in England, because it's adult nursing, your placements are don't include like paediatric nursing yeah. or um, midwifery. So I, that is something that I would keep in mind. If you were thinking about doing children's nursing or midwifery, that in Ireland there is that little bit more of um, experience, I suppose, because you do get to experience these placements on a general nursing course. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a really interesting to note then as well for, for people uh, looking to do that. And then finally then, what advice would you have for students who are thinking about doing a PLC, whether it's in nursing studies or something else, and then going on to the UK? Um, I would highly recommend um, doing a PLC, first of all. Um, I'm not sure anymore, but I know when I was in secondary school, I think PLCs were quite um, looked down upon. Mm. Um, I feel a lot of people didn't want to do PLCs, but after doing one, I can say they're so beneficial and I do think looking into the UK is definitely something that you should be prepared to do if you're undertaking a PLC course um as you were saying you, you thought you were going to be more homesick than you were yeah I I think I'm a massive home bird and yeah. I feel like a lot of people can relate to that um but I settled into England so quickly um I've come home so many times throughout this year as well I've been home numerous times it's so easy to get yeah. home which I do think makes a massive difference and then because there's so many Irish people over there as well it feels like you have that bit of home with you yeah and you're living with a couple of Irish girls too. Yeah, I'm living with two other Irish girls now as well. So that definitely makes a big difference. You always yeah. have tail. Yeah. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> so it sounds like to me that, you know, PLC would be a great option for students looking to study in the UK. Because I know there is that big gap between leaving cert and A-levels because they focus so much on three or four subjects. Where we're trying to do seven, even eight subjects sometimes. Yeah. Um, so to, to have that PLC, like to me, the PLC is more of a transition year than the actual transition year in school is because you're transitioning from secondary school to college, which is a massive big transition. Yeah, I think a PLC is a massive stepping stone yeah. and a really beneficial one as well. Well, that's brilliant, Emma. Thank you so much for coming on and taking the time. And I think that's really beneficial to the students. Thank you. It was so lovely to be here today.